The trend of shocking upsets continues in the NFL. Which top teams would suffer tough L's on Sunday in Week 10? And some teams we were counting out have risen from the dead and back to the playoff picture. A return of some former All-Pro quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers back in the lineup. Russell Willison, Cam Newton return in Week 10. We're breaking down all the action. I'm your Monday host. It's Bo Brock on the Locked On NFL Podcast. Locked on NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, fire it up. It is the Locked On NFL podcast. I am your Monday host, Bo Brock, daily host of Locked On Cardinals and the Cardinals uh, week 10. One to forget one of the few weeks this NFL season that that team is going to want to turn the page real quick and get on to its next game. So we are on YouTube now. Please check us out. Great daily content coming your way. Four interviews from today's show alone are up on YouTube right now. Thank you so much for making the Lockdown NFL Podcast your first listen each and every day. I know we give you kind of some unique perspectives around this wild league, which is that's exactly what it's been all season long. And in week 10, the upsets continued like no team is safe. You thought you knew who the good teams were. And then there were some big upsets that were uh, that are on tap that I'm going to tell you about today. Now, through nine weeks, this is how crazy things have been. There have been 35 games that have featured game winning score in the final two minutes of regulation or overtime. That's the most such games through week nine in NFL history. That's according to WTF stats. Before we quickly get into all the action from Sunday in Week 10, got to tell you, follow along on Twitter at Lockdown Network. Check us out on Instagram, and as I mentioned, the YouTube page. Also follow me, Bob Rock. Easiest way to find me on Twitter, just search Bob Rack. Dak and the boys were able to bounce back in a big way, but it was behind their defense that put on a clinic. It shut down the Falcons and a Blowout, 43-3 in Arlington. The Jerry Dome, Trayvon Diggs notched his eighth interception of the season. Is he your defensive player of the year? Probably the front runner at this point. While Dallas came up with three picks in total, Dak Prescott led Steady Cowboys offense. 296 passing yards, two tutties. Ezekiel Elliott added two scores on the ground. Dallas rebounded from its blowout loss last week to improve to 7-2. and two. Very little went the way of Matt Ryan and the Falcons. The quarterback completed only 9 of 21 passes for just 117 yards. Kyle Pitts led the offense with four catches for 60 yards for the rookie, the fourth overall pick. Atlanta struggled on third down, converting just one of 11 attempts. The Falcons dropped to four and five. The Steelers, this was a game that nobody wanted to win between Pittsburgh and Detroit. The Steelers fumbled twice in overtime, and the Lions missed a game-winning field goal in a 16-16 tie in the Steel City. 51-yard field goal from the Steelers kicker Chris Boswell tied the game Early in the fourth quarter, and then the teams traded punts until the end of regulation. Mason Rudolph in for Big Ben, who was out on the COVID reserve list, passed for 242 yards, a touchdown and an interception, while Najee Harris rushed for 105 yards. Ben Roethlisberger, as I said, placed on the COVID-19 list. TJ Watt injured his hip and knee in the third quarter, did not return. Steelers are in second place in the AFC North with a 5-3-1 record. It is your first tie of the 2021 NFL season. DeAndre Swift, the second-year running back, had 130 rushing yards for Detroit. 
Jaron Allen managed just 114 passing yards. It's the first game that Detroit hasn't lost in 2021. Indianapolis scored 17 first-quarter points and kept Jacksonville at an arm's length in a 23-17 win at Lucas Oil Stadium. Trevor Lawrence fumbled on a potential go-ahead drive with under a minute left in regulation to seal the deal for the Colts. Jonathan Taylor rushed for 116 yards and a touchdown. Jonathan Taylor with Derrick Henry on the shelf. Nick Chubb missed this week. He's been battling injuries. He's COVID-19 this week. Is Jonathan Taylor... Your top running back in the league as he emerged. Carson Wentz in this game managed the game with 180 passing yards. No turnovers. Indianapolis has won four of its last five games. Trevor Lawrence had 162 passing yards. The Jags are now 2-7, including 0-4 on the road. Titans, as I mentioned, Derrick Henry without King Henry still coming back from foot surgery, stopped a game-tying two-point conversion attempt in the final minute to escape with a win over the Saints. Despite being outgained by over 100 yards, Tennessee defeated New Orleans. 23-21 in Nashville, Ryan and Tannehill guided the Titans' offense with 213 passing yards, two total touchdowns, and found Marcus Johnson five times for 100 yards. Jeffrey Simmons dominated with two sacks in the middle of that defense, two tackles for a loss, pass defense for Tennessee, which improved to 8-2, and two, emerging as one of the top teams in the AFC. Trevor Simeon did not look like a backup as he threw for 298 yards and two touchdowns, including a 15-yard strike to Marquez Callaway with just over a minute left. Unfortunately for the Saints, they weren't able to convert the ensuing two-point conversion attempt. New Orleans falls to 5-4. and four. The Bills were able to avoid a letdown this week after a loss to Jacksonville last week. Buffalo got 366 yards, two touchdowns from Josh Allen as they clobbered the Jets 45-17 in East Rutherford. Allen also threw a pick. Buffalo rushed for four touchdowns on the ground. Bills improved to 6-3. and three. Mike White, remember hearing all the hype around Mike White. He threw four interceptions in the loss for Gang Green. Joe Flacco threw a touchdown in relief for White for New York, which is now 2-7. and seven on the season we were talking about upsets here's a big one for you there was one on the menu in landover taylor heineke served up 256 passing yards a touchdown as washington the team defeated the bucks 29 19 at home antonio gibson rushed for two touchdowns for washington football team lost star pass rusher chase young though looks like an apparent knee injury during the game washington is now three and six tom brady threw two touchdowns Two interceptions in the loss for the Buccaneers. Mike Evans, Cameron Brait caught touchdowns for Tampa Bay, which now falls to six and three back-to-back losses for Tom Brady and crew. One of the biggest wins of the earlier games. Yeah, don't look now. The New England Patriots have won four straight, blew out the Browns 45 to seven. The Browns on opposite ends of blowouts and back-to-backs weeks. This one the wrong end of those. We're going to bring on from Lockdown Patriots, of course, our friend Mike DeBate. Mike, what's going on, man? Thanks for joining us on the Lockdown NFL podcast. Oh, Bo, always my honor, always my pleasure, especially after the Patriots win four straight. You know, I'm coming in here with a little bit of extra oomph tonight. So uh, glad to be, jo- no, all kidding aside, glad to be joining you. Always my honor. Yeah, Mike, a couple big performances from a couple key rookies on this offense in this contest that propelled the Pats to victory. We know about the defense, but these offensive rookies, Ramondre Stevenson and Mac Jones, they played great. Yeah, without any question. I mean, I wrote about this a little bit earlier this evening uh, for Sports Illustrated, basically saying that this 
2021 rookie class for the New England Patriots really has a chance to be special. You look at what Mac Jones is doing, his performance today, arguably his best game as a pro. When you look at multi-touchdowns, his ability to get long, sustained drives, he's looking very comfortable in the pocket, looking comfortable in throwing the ball down the field, taking shots down the field, but also knowing when to hold on to it and being able to distribute it well, he's doing that. Ramondre Stevenson was everything is advertised today. There were some questions as to whether or not he was even going to be able to play in this game on concussion protocol right up until yesterday, cleared today, and came Came in and made his presence felt with 100 yards rushing on 20 carries, two touchdowns. And then, of course, Christian Barmore continues to push the pocket. He has been one of their most solid and one of their most reliable defensive players. Patriots really hit on all cylinders when it came to this rookie class. And three of them prominently were very much showcased in this game today. Mike DeBate, of course, read his work on SI, covers the Patriots there. M debate NFL on Twitter. And, uh, you know, is that the difference between the two and four start and this team that's won four in a row is, is that offense? Because we knew they could play defensive on the defensive side of the football. Has it been that offense kind of coming alive in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I think it has been. I think in a lot of ways, the offense just looks more comfortable. They're starting to come into their own and develop their own identity. Josh McDaniels looked a little bit hesitant at first in terms of maybe testing what this def what this offense could do uh, down the field and what they could do in the red zone. Mac Jones has developed a very good synergy with Hunter Henry, and those two have really become a great combination in the red zone. But Mac is starting to feel a lot more comfort throwing to his receivers in the open field. Jacoby Myers got his first touchdown to day a big moment for new england patriots fans mm -hmm. they were glad to see that obviously the injury to troy hill definitely put a little bit of a downer on that everyone in patriots nation all over the nfl hoping the best for troy and his injury but at the same time you're looking at him being able to hit guys like kendrick Bourne. um nelson Aguilar didn't get a whole lot of play today but he's been a target downfield for the new england patriots and they're using the running game to open up play action when the patriots are clicking on all cylinders like that they can really make things interesting and fun to watch on offense and it all begins and ends with that offensive line who has really found their stride in the last three or four games another winnable game coming up next week against the atlanta falcons and don't look now they could be seven and four in a five-game winning streak going in a tighter contest against tennessee is this a patriots team that you expect to stay in contention the rest of the way out here in 2021 I expect them to stay in contention. The way this team is playing, they're extremely well coached, very well disciplined. And those two things lend themselves well into remaining in contention. Now, are they going to vault to the top of the AFC? The jury is still out on that one. That's a very, very tall task, especially considering some of the teams that are uh, you know, there in the conference. But as long as this team continues to play its game and they continue to be solid on both sides of the ball, they can hang with anybody. And when you can play with anyone in the NFL – you have a chance to win any given Sunday. Really great stuff. Great insight. You're going to want to hear today's Monday edition of Locked on Patriots. And with Mike DeBate, follow <laughs> along on Twitter, MDebate, NFL. And, of course, subscribe, follow along wherever you get your podcasts. Mike, thanks so much, man. Anytime, Bo. My honor, my pleasure. Veteran quarterbacks Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Cam Newton all return to the playing field in Week 10. Who would lead their teams to victory? And whose backup would send a cryptic tweet after an L I do want to tell you, though, first about DirecTV Stream. It's a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. DirecTV Stream brings you live TV, on-demand favorites, together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. You know what the best part is? 
There's no annual contract, so stop waiting to get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. The surprise has continued in week 10, just like they've been going on all season long. NFC playoff picture continues to be murkier. One of those uh, teams that's actually in the mix, the Philadelphia Eagles. They had a big win over the weekend, taking out the Denver Broncos, doing what the Dallas Cowboys could not do a week ago and might have had the play of the week. And Darius Slay, quarterback for the Eagles, returned a fumble 82 yards to the house. And uh, the Eagles beat up the Broncos 30 to 13 in Denver to talk about it. Our guy from Locked On Birds, Locked On Eagles, Gino Camilleri. Gino, thanks for joining us, man. And, uh, you know, just looking at this game, Eagles 214 more yards on the ground, a win Sunday, tight game last week against the Chargers and a win at Detroit. Does Philly go as the run sh- rushing attack goes? I think the Eagles finally are getting some consistency in their game week over week, and we've seen it three weeks in a row where they have come to play and talk about what they did in Denver today. The second half wasn't what you wanted to see in the beginning, but when it came to, to matter, they ran the ball, They killed time. Nick Sirianni got his team in check. They're not taking silly penalties on offense. They're just getting it going. And the defense, as much as they do this bend-don't-break thing, they're getting turnovers, and they're putting this team in a position to win. As well as the special teams, which I am very critical of, they come up with another blocked field goal today. All three units played excellent football. You talk about this NFC playoff picture. Mm -hmm. If the Eagles can break off this stretch where now they have to play the Saints. If they could pull out two of these three games, one against the Broncos, they missed out on the Chargers last week. You beat the Saints, an in-conference opponent. You're looking good into a stretch down the division where you're playing five division games and then one additional game against the Jets. I mean, Bo, we're talking about a team that is looking for a top five draft pick in that Miami pick, but also at the same time could be competing for the playoffs in a rookie season where Nick Sirianni's been criticized, Jalen Hurts has been criticized, and here they are playing good football in the month of November. Yeah, four and six, that was a question about the rushing attack. Uh, You get into that beautiful pass, I think it was 36 yards, Devontae Smith, the Mm -hmm. Heisman winner, the first-round pick. Two scores in the contest. Is he enough? Is he enough? Because you're not seeing contributions really outside of uh, number six. I mean, is he the legit wide receiver one that Philly fans have been craving for so long? The funny thing about Devontae Smith and today going against Jerry Judy, I I just look at those four wide receivers that came out of Alabama. I had said to Lou on our show, and we could pull up the receipts, that Devontae Smith was going to be the best of the four and say what you want about his weight and his frame. It doesn't matter when you can make SEC-type plays – in NFL games that translates to the next level, and he's doing it here in his rookie year. Once again, he's leading this team. They might not get it from Dallas Goddard, who went out with a concussion today, but that mix of the run game and the plays down the field, when it counts, and hitting on those plays when it counts, they're not going to pass 30 to 35 times a game they're going to hit you 17 to 20 times a game in the air. And if they can land 70% of those punches, you'll see what happens today. I thought Jalen Hurts did an excellent job sitting in the pocket and trusted Devontae Smith. And that's the thing. Now that you have a quote-unquote wide receiver one, you have to trust him to make the plays that 
many of those guys over the past seven, eight years couldn't make. Now they have a guy. Is it enough? Today it was. Last week it was. I can't say that it's not enough because personally what they're doing is what you want to see out of the Eagles. They're not going to throw the ball down your throat 50 times. They're going to run the ball, work you down on your defensive line with how physical their offensive line is. And then Jalen Hurts is a weapon with his feet as well as in the air. And I thought it was a great precedent to set early in this game. The first drive of the game, he picks up a first down with his legs, and he said, we're going to make you play 11-on-11 football all day long. And I thought they did an excellent job scheming up that offense today, which in this league, you score 30-plus points and your defense holds a team to sub-20, that's a winning recipe. It's uh, I mean, you mentioned the the schedule going forward. Man, is it favorable? They might not be favored against the Saints, but that's a very winnable game. The Giants, the Jets, Washington football team in two of the next three weeks after that. The Giants, and then they take on the Cowboys. Exciting time to be following the Philadelphia Eagles. There's change going on. You got to be locked in to Locked On Birds with Gino Camilleri and Louis DiBiase on a daily basis. Listen to their Monday podcast today. Thanks, Gino, man. The highly anticipated returns of Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, resulted in a defensive struggle. The Packers ground out a 17-0 win over the Seahawks in Green Bay. Rodgers solid in his comeback from COVID-19 protocol, throwing for 292 yards in a pick. A.J. Dillon powered Green Bay's offense with 66 rush yards, two touchdowns, two catches for 64 yards. Kevin King, Adrian Amos each picked off Wilson in the end zone. Wilson at arguably his worst game of his career, completing just 20 of 40 passes, 50% clip, 161 yards, the two picks. Seattle's defense was led by Jamal Adams, who had 11 tackles, two QB hits, one pass defense, and an interception. This is the first time Russell Wilson-led Seahawks team has been shut out. Green Bay moves to 8-2. and two. Seattle drops to 3-6. and six. Big contest against Arizona next week. After the game, Geno Smith took to social media uh, he filled in, obviously, for Wilson while he was injured and dropped since-been-deleted cryptic tweet after the setback, quote, I want a vent, but I know it ain't safe. As I said, the tweet has been deleted. Continuing our theme here on the Lockdown NFL Podcast, your Monday host, Bo Brock. Thanks for hanging out with us. For checking out our YouTube channel, please subscribe. You hear this guy every Tuesday here with Ross Jackson your hosts on Locked On NFL Tuesday, and of course, Locked On Vikings host, Luke Braun. The Vikings defense, they kept Justin Herbert relatively quiet and held on for a big win, and third and 20, getting 18 yards. Was that the play yeah. of the season, Luke? Play? I don't know if that was the play of the game. I think the big long one at the very end to wow. Jefferson, the one that Brandon Staley challenged, but they but they upheld Odd it. Challenge. I think that might be the play of the game. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Maybe that's a hot take. Uh. But yeah, that it 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 was weird to see the Vikings um be aggressive. That aggressive. They have been hyper maddeningly conservative throughout all of these games, and even it seems like at halftime they basically all just made this resolution like Kirk push the ball and he did and it worked and so hopefully they can keep that going maybe there's a turnaround in him yeah great play as you mentioned from justin jefferson on the sideline staley the uh chargers first year head coach challenged it kind of weird and of course they lost vikings they get the big win they've squandered a pair of leads before this was maybe that kind of a precursor to how they played aggressively down the stretch yeah so they had 
a lot of lead. I mean, they have led by more than seven points in every single game this year, or by seven or more in every single game this year, and they're four and five. They have blown a ton of leads, and a lot of that is, I mean, they've had the ball in these leads, too. It's not like they go up a touchdown and then immediately give it right back, and it kind of counts. No, they'll go up two scores and then they just kind of sit on their hands and offense doesn't work and they get kind of conservative and they get the, the team has said the word complacent a lot and they just don't have that juice. They don't have that killer instinct step on your throat kind of thing. Same thing happened here. They let the, the chargers come right back into it after going up 13 to three. Um, and, and, you know, they had to go get that lead back, but to see them get the ball four and a half minutes to one score lead and just, Game end right there was really, really refreshing. And it was because Kirk Cousins was able to push the ball downfield a little bit more. It's really nice to see that from him. Yeah, for sure. And uh, to to put it poorly and not having any better way to put it there, I mean, there's a ton of things going on off the field with this organization. I mean, they're yeah. dealing with players out. They got some key cogs back and they had some key cogs in this game and they all made big plays, it seems like. Yeah, and just as much, the guys filling in, I mean, they're missing a ton of defenders right now. No Harrison Smith, he's on COVID IR. No Anthony Barr, he's got a tendonitis issue in his knee, he's kind of in and out. Um, Michael Pierce, IR. Daniel Hunter, IR. Like, all of these key, key linchpin players of the of the defense, and you get a sack from Cameron Bynum, and you know, you get big plays from like Blake Lynch and the depth players, so they had a big game coming off the bench, but then, yeah, you have big fourth and two dagger from Dalvin Cook, who's obviously got a whole big off-the-field thing going mm-hmm. on. Um, you have... Just, I mean, this was the Justin Jefferson game, which is extra sweet against Justin Herbert's Chargers because we're all still real salty about the Rookie of the Year thing from last year. Uh, but, I mean, Justin Jefferson just took over this game, and it's so much fun to see that kind of thing. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, so that, that's kind of a good debate as far as the performances from this contest. Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL. Better performance, Kirk Cousins, Jefferson, that offense putting the game away, or the defense just kind of keeping Justin Herbert to, uh, in his standards, a pedestrian performance. I, I mean, game ball goes to Justin Jefferson, so I guess that by okay. default says, okay, offense. Um, but yeah, no, the defense has to get its 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 credit. Uh, Eric Kendricks was a man possessed, and he does this. He has these games where he just decides, I am going to be the only player on the field now and just <laughs> take over. Um, and this was definitely one of those games, making plays in the run, that big interception, that they finally yeah. scored off a turnover. This was a huge thing for the Vikings. They could not score off of turnovers. They got two turnovers against the Ravens. They went backwards a yard once, and they went forwards a yard once, and both of them were three and outs. So terrible stuff. Um, but they were able to actually uh yeah make something out of that turnover and and you know that's a touchdown they win by a touchdown at no coincidence nine catches 143 for justin jefferson the vikings they come to four and five and the record overall in a murky nfc playoff picture what's this say for their them contending for a spot this january i mean i don't know vikings fans if you were like they're gonna get the seventh seed most vikings fans won't care you know, if you get the seventh seed and go die in the wild card round, like they don't care. They, we want more than that. We've been dealing with being kind of on the cusp and also ran in the playoffs for a long, 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 long time before even Zimmer's time. Um, probably go back to the Denny Green years, which have always been and also ran. So uh, Vikings fans won't be very impressed with that. Uh, what I want to see, you know, sneak into the sixth or seventh seed for me. I, I'll take that, you know, chip in a chair in a dream. Right. <laughs> but what I want to see is a turnaround i want to see them really fix the issues that plagued them early in the season and if you can be a better team than your record says you know if you're a team that can win a bunch straight and you're really really good even though you lost a bunch before you were good who cares right chip in a chair in a dream but you gotta be a team good enough to win playoff games right now and i i have to see more before i'm all all in on that big game coming up against green bay nfc north showdown chip chair 
Lockdown Vikings. Check it out. The Monday edition with Luke Braun, your host. Follow him on Twitter at Luke Braun NFL. And of course, hear him here tomorrow on the Lockdown NFL podcast. Cam Newton made his triumphant return to the Carolina Panthers. He was back in a big way. How he helped the Panthers to a shocking upset. Patrick Mahomes, was he able to turn back the clock to his all-pro form on Sunday Night Football? Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. If you haven't tried Built Bar by now, you're missing out. To say it's a protein bar doesn't taste like one. It tastes like a candy bar. You have to try one of the amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars, they're chalky, they're waxy, they're just plain hard to choke down. But a Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience and one you'll enjoy. In fact, you'll swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bar's low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and high in protein. All healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. So many flavors. Another great thing about Built Bar, there's so many mouth-watering flavors, including coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, and double chocolate and cherry bar. See, and this month, Built Bar is coming out with new limited-time flavors every three to four days. So check out their website often, and don't miss out on this great offer. Built.com. Go there. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15. Get 15% off your order. That's using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. We're back and better than ever. BetOnline.ag. A new web interface for the start of hoop season. More props, more odds, more lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for basketball and football action this season. Head on over the new updated desktop or cell site. Sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON, one word, and receive your bonus from hoops, football, NHL, boxing, UFC. Had some big fights over the weekend. Don't miss the next round. Your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online. The fastest, easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online. Where the game starts. The NFC playoff picture, it's a murky one for sure. And it got a whole lot murkier on Sunday, late in the afternoon. We watched the games and real surprise. Cam Newton returned to Carolina with a pair of touchdowns for the Panthers in a 34-10 route of the Arizona Cardinals. It was Cam scoring those two touchdowns on his first two touches. He had like a Gordie Howe hat trick. He had his first touch was a touchdown. He also got penalized uh, for his celebration, but it was a great return to the Panthers. To join us right now on the Lockdown NFL podcast, Julian Council, Lockdown Panthers, doing a great work over there, breaking down this win. And let me ask you this right off the bat, Julian. Who was more key to the Panthers' offensive success today, the return of Cam Newton or having Christian McCaffrey back in the lineup for a second straight week? Yeah, well, Christian was back last week, had over 100 yards total last week, and then up until the final play of the game, had more yards total than the Arizona Cardinals' offense. And I understand they didn't have Kyler Murray or Nuke Hopkins, but still, that's a pretty big indictment on Cliff Kingsbury and his offense on that on the day when the Carolina Panthers got a 34-10 win and the defense, once again, was suffocating. But obviously, the biggest addition is Cam Newton. It's not just that he went out there and he played. Because he only, only had four pass attempts, three for four, only four rushing attempts, barely played. But the amount of energy that he brought to the Carolina Panthers changed everything for this team. You saw it from the opening play of the game defensively, how they got after um, Colt McCoy, getting the strip sack there, 
and then the Carolina Panthers getting out on offense, getting Cam Newton who ran the ran the ball for the touchdown, coming in and the second time when he touched it, the passing uh, touchdown to Robbie Anderson. Just I have not seen this kind of energy from this team all year long. Maybe the New Orleans game in Week Two, but we have not seen this kind of energy from the Carolina Panthers. They just feel like a completely different team. It was honestly cathartic watching Carolina play with the kind of fun and enthusiasm that we really haven't seen them have since Cam Newton was there back in 2019 before he got injured with the foot injury that had him out for the rest of the season there at the beginning of 2019. Yeah, it, it really is interesting because you and I talked about this game leading up to this contest. I, you know, I've watched this Carolina team from afar and it just didn't match what was described or I'd seen before this contest. I loved your tweet. Sam Darnold sucked the life out of this organization. It hasn't been a quarter and it feels like we're watching an entirely different Panthers team. And man, you're right about that. And uh, they dominated all game long. How good is this defense, Julian? I mean, they're the second best defense in the league, according to the stats. And man, I mean, I know Buffalo's got the top unit and they played the yeah. Jets today. And, you know, the Jets with Mike White, I guess that story is over. Mike White's not the future there in New York. And maybe Zach Wilson's not either. But Buffalo was great again today. And we'll find out. Later on the season, those two teams will face off on a Saturday night in Buffalo. Um, but, man, I don't know. I don't really think there can be really any units much better than the one Carolina has here. With Stephon Gilmore being added the last couple of weeks, Shaq Thompson, who's played at a Pro Bowl level, Brian Burns, Hassan Reddick, who's now up to 10 sacks. The fifth time this season he's had a, a one-and-a-half sacks in a game. Like The guy's 22-and-a-half sacks over the last two seasons. And I know you have Cardinals bow and, and hosting locked on Cardinals. How you guys let that guy get away. <laughs> what a terrible decision that seems to be uh, with the Carolina Panthers having him turn into a superstar this season. They're suffocating. Like they are fast. They mm -hmm. are physical. Like we're seeing guys like Dante Jackson, who the big rap on him was not w being a willing tackler. He's laying a hat on everybody this season. Even CJ Henderson, who they traded for a couple weeks ago, he was laying the wood on Sunday. It's wild. Like this defense is fun to watch. And it helps, especially when you have an offense that can move the football and they can go out there, be rested, and just completely dominate games like they did today against the Arizona Cardinals. So I, I don't really know if anyone's better than them, just based off of what I've seen so far this season. Like they, they might be the best unit. They're at least the most fun unit to watch in the National Football League when it comes to defenses. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're incorrect saying that. They set the tone. They set up the first two scores of the game for the Carolina Panthers on offense. And then, so when we look at this team, now yeah. was it uh, is it five and five on the season? Five and five, yeah. What's next? Uh, you mentioned the few attempts that Cam got, but certainly took advantage of them. PJ Walker looked good. One bad interception in the game. Uh, what's next for this team? Is in contention, contending for an NFC playoff spot? Is that part of the equation? It feels like it. That's the reason why Cam's here. They thought they had a playoff team. It's the reason why they brought in Stephon Gilmore, traded for him a couple weeks ago. They believe they can win now. And Matt Rule will claim he doesn't understand what the term win now means because he's a head coach. He's trying to win every game, yada, 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 whatever. The actions of the general manager, Scott Fitter, let you know what he believes this Carolina Panthers team can be this season. And I thought that they would be markedly improved from last year where they went five and 11, Teddy Bridgewater. And I didn't think they improved at the quarterback, which we very, we saw with Sam Donald. He's not good. He can't play and he's no longer here and he's no longer, well, he's still on a team, but he's just not of a concern of, for anyone. And right. bringing Cam Newton, it's sing it's sign it's signal to the team and everyone in that locker room that, Hey, we believe in you. And you saw that today. I just talked about the energy that belief 
is there. And when you have a guy who plays with probably more joy than anyone, maybe in the history, at least in the last decade in the NFL and Cam Newton, it changes things for you. So I expect him to start on Sunday. Matt rules non-committal so far saying, I'm just trying to enjoy the win. And okay, Matt, yeah, you're not paying uh, Cam Newton $6 million. By the way, Sam Darnold was only getting $4 million this year. He started. Cam's starting on Sunday. And all Matt Rule had to say was, we're going to want, we're going to let Cam be more comfortable in the offense. And if he's there, he'll have an opportunity to start on Sunday. That's all he had to say instead of just trying to dodge the question. We all know what it is. PJ Walker <laughs> even said that he, he gets it. It's the business of, the, of football that he's not here to be the starter. He did his job on Sunday. And hey, PJ, pat on the back. We'll shake your hand. All right, give the ball to Cam. This is Cam's franchise. Cam's the one who put the Carolina Panthers on the map. Not Philip Walker, not Matt Rule, <laughs> not Christian McCaffrey, not anybody. Cam Newton, ace boogie. So he will start <laughs> in with the Washington football team coming on Sunday, a team that beat the Bucks on Sunday. We, I get that. That's a game the Carolina Panthers should win. And also on the road at Miami, they should win that game. Atlanta, after the bye, they should win that game. At the very least, they should get eight to eight wins. And looking at this NFC, eight wins should be enough. Final four weeks, twice against Tampa, at Buffalo, at New Orleans, that'll be difficult. Realistically, they're probably maybe only going to win one, maybe two of those games. That's nine, ten wins if they can get to two of those. Like, they're going to the playoffs as long as just – Things don't just go completely off the rails here. Like this is a brand new team and it feels like a brand new season in Carolina. Now that Cam Superman is back. I love it. You got to listen to today's episode and the rest of the week's episodes coming your way on Lockdown Panthers with Julian Council. Julian, love the energy, man. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, Bo, anytime, man. Keep pounding. Cam's back. Let's go. It was vintage Patrick Mahomes on Sunday night football. Chiefs won big over the Raiders. Mahomes tossed five touchdowns in Kansas City's 41-14 win over the Raiders in Vegas. Chiefs running back Darrell Williams had nine catches, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey had over 100 yards receiving. Tyreek Hill caught two touchdown passes. Kansas City improves to 6-4. and four. Derek Carr countered with 261 passing yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Deshaun Jackson had a costly fumble in the third quarter for Las Vegas with his only catch of the game. Hunter Renfro, Brian Edwards, they each caught two. They caught touchdowns, I beg your pardon, for the Raiders who dropped to 5-4 and four on the season. That wrapped up the action on Sunday in Week 10. One more game to go, and Luke Braun, Ross Jackson, they're going to recap Monday Night Football. Big game stage is set for the NFC West. Niners play host to the Los Angeles Rams. you got to think the Niners, this is a must win for this team at 3-5. and five. The Rams had another big name last week, Odell Beckham Jr. Expected to make his debut. Von Miller, we'll see about that. Could all systems be going for Von Miller and the Rams? Star-studded roster could be on display Monday Night Football. Ross Jackson, Luke Braun, they'll break it down for you. Recap Monday Night Football right here on the Lockdown NFL Podcast on Tuesday. That's going to do it for me, Bo Brock. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Bob Rack. He's his way to find me. Also, follow the network at Lockdown Network. And uh, have a great rest of your Monday. Have a great week. And I'll talk to you recapping Week 11 next week on the Locked On NFL Podcast. Now go check out Locked On Bets. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, and expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling.